0: This is your host, Vernon Terrell, with Grace Ministries International, and it's time for Walking Free. And we are back. And I have with me three wonderful guests or staff from Grace Ministries International, And I've got, in fact, I'm going to let them introduce themselves. We're going to go in the order of Pam, Lori, and Michelle. So Pam, why don't you kick it off with an intro?
1: Well, thanks for having us today, Vernon. And my name is Pam McGuinn. I've been with Grace Ministries for about 16 years. I'm the Director of Education there. And I've just so enjoyed my time being there and working with staff and those who come into us looking for answers for how to live free and light in life.
2: Hey, Vernon, thank you so much for giving us this opportunity. Um, My name is Lori Sargent, and I recently returned to Grace Ministries um, after about a two-year absence, and I am right now serving as the Director of Counseling.
3: Um, I look forward to talking about walking free. And this is Michelle Morris. I've been at Grace Ministries for about four years and love uh, counseling and uh, teaching, at Grace Ministries, and so I'm excited to jump in with you guys.
0: All right, look, this is going to be fun. Uh, I thought, uh, since on this, uh, or I should say, in prior uh, podcast, I've talked a little bit about uh, Romans 14 and 15. I got on a little tear. I don't know the Lord was just talking to me about that, and I said, I'm going to talk about Romans 14. Did a solo, a solo podcast on those, and it was really cool but i thought man it would be really cool to get some perspective from you guys on this whole idea around walking free that's the name of the podcast that's what we talk about that's what we do at grace ministries where we're helping people walk free so could you guys anybody any order doesn't matter but can you describe this whole idea of walking free what is that
2: so i think the idea of walking free is walking in the truth of who god says we are um it's a place of stillness in the midst of a chaotic life it is connecting with god on an intimate level um as well as abiding and dwelling in his presence
0: that's awesome that's uh
1: yeah i totally agree with that Lori. um Because, you know, the thing is, if we don't know who God is and who we are, it's hard to have that connection and that freedom. I I think about walking free in light and that I don't have to prove myself anymore. I don't have to defend myself anymore. I don't have to figure out all of life's issues and problems and things anymore. That I can trust the one uh, who made me, the one who lives within me, uh, to remind me that he's in charge and he wants to live his life through me so that I can live in that dependence and I don't have to carry the weight of the world on my shoulders.
0: Hmm. Michelle, what do you think?
3: Well, the word that comes to my mind is intentionality. Um, You guys know I was recently in an accident and I'm learning to walk again. And um, every time I walk, I think heel-toe, heel-toe every time I put my feet down. And now I know when you guys walk, you guys aren't thinking about your heel striking and then pushing through your toe, um, but I'm in a place of walking where that's that that's how I walk very intentionally. And I think when we first hear this grace message, um, this abiding life, there's an intentionality of uh, setting our mind, setting our heart towards it. And then I believe as we as we continue in that, it becomes natural. We we don't have to be constantly aware, am I am I abiding? Am I resting? Um it becomes very natural and uh it is the natural walk of of the believer.
0: Let me um ask this question a couple of uh, I, I took a jot I jotted down a couple of ideas and Laura you said something that you said this idea of identity. You know that's it's walking in that what do you mean walking in identity? What is that?
2: It's walking in the knowledge that knowing that we are perfect in Christ, that like Pam mentioned, we don't have to try hard, um, that we're holy and righteous, um, and that we're valued. And we don't have to look to the world for our identity. And a lot of times that's what we do is we, we try to look to the world to fill us up. Um, and, and that's not walking in freedom, that's kind of walking in bondage when we're relying on outside sources to meet our needs instead of relying on our identity in Christ um, to live and walk free.
0: And not defend. I think, Pam, that was something I wrote down. Do you see uh, a lot of people defending? What is that? What is that?
1: Oh, yeah, I see it all the time, because this. You know, something happens, you think, oh, you know, you don't want to own the mistake or anything. You know, well, what happened was, you know, this happened and that happened. So then I had to do this. And it's just that blaming and trying to defend myself so I don't look stupid or out of touch or I don't look less than or look like I'm okay. I've got it all together. I'm a good Christian. And so we get so wrapped up in trying to prove ourselves and defend our behavior It's like a full-time job, and there's nothing freeing about living like that. Uh, So we can walk in that assurance based on our identity, as Lori just described, of who we are and how God made us and what His role is, what my role is. Then we can rest in that, and our focus uh, can be, and we don't have to have the heel-toe, heel-toe like Michelle's talking about. We can live from this flowing kind of freedom thing uh, of when we have that assurance of his truths.
0: Mm.
2: I love what Michelle said about the heel toe because we we just need to walk in his steps. Um, you know, and he directs our paths. Um and that that to me brings the stillness and the rest and the peace that comes with the freedom in him.
1: Yeah. It brings right. that Proverbs passage to mind, doesn't it? Does it to you guys, you know, trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and in all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will do the heel toe thing. <laughs> He'll direct our paths.
0: <laughs> and for some people, their journey where they are, um, whether they've been through a traumatic accident or through, uh, or just a traumatic incident, uh, learning to walk, um, learning to to walk free you do need to be intentional Uh, because before you can really walk in stride and not really think about walking it's you need to learn how to walk and i and that does take that sense of uh intentionality is that kind of where you were driving at a little bit michelle
3: yeah, I think the verse that comes to my mind uh, that ties in all of these concepts is uh, Ephesians 2.10. We are God's handiwork, his masterpiece, his, his living poems created in Christ Jesus to do good works, to, to walk free, and to share that freedom with others, which God has prepared in advance for us to do. We don't have to figure it out. Where am I supposed to go? What am I supposed to do? Um, we simply do what Pam is saying. Listen. Listen to how he's guiding and how he's leading, and it's it's an intimate walk with Christ. It's hand in hand with him. It's so intimate, in fact, that our spirits have made, been made one with him, and um, and we just get to to walk in that intimacy with him.
0: For me, uh, and I think Pam, you mentioned this this idea of not defending. And I started learning that concept from a good friend, incredible counselor, Ann Tripp. And uh, that was my Achilles heel uh, because I wasn't defending necessarily my behavior, but I certainly was going to defend my reputation and uh, because I did not want to look bad. I did not want to look um, like I made, if I made a mistake, it wasn't me. The, I, it was the, 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 the coping mech- mechanism of not defending or of defending is blame. And uh, so I would blame someone else or blame a circumstance or blame, because obviously I did not make a mistake because I must be perfect in order to be loved or liked and uh so that was huge for me
1: well you know you're not alone in that vernon because i believe if we track this way back (laughs) we'll get to that in genesis of uh, that blame game Hmm. you know adam eve Eve messed up you know well you know well and then adam messed up and what was that woman you gave me god so that whole blame thing has been around forever
0: i use that all the time it's the woman you gave me god that yeah. that's it's her.
1: Okay. ladies, shall we gang up on him now? Yeah, don't, don't no. Just <laughs> I'm just curious how that's worked out for you, Vernon.
3: Uh, working it, for you.
0: <laughs> it totally exactly. did not, uh, work well actually. So, uh, <laughs> Oh, but yeah, this idea of defending and we feel the need to defend so much. And, uh, so, uh, Lord, you said something. Also, I wrote down on and and I hear this in our lingo. You know, every group, every even Christian, we have lingo, don't we? Um, Live His life through me. What? I mean, that sounds weird. What is that?
2: Live His life through me. Um, For me, I just think of um, the fruits of the spirit. You know Mm. that. I have a choice to receive um, his peace and his joy and his kindness. Um, and and that's more freeing than the other side of, you know, self-condemnation um, and believing false beliefs, uh, you know, and lies of things that I've believed about myself. So living his life through me um, gives me that sense of peace and abiding Um, and like I said, that stillness, um, and rest in him. I'd
3: add to that as well, the, the, the putting on of Christ, uh, this idea that, um, I don't know if you touched, uh, in, in the Romans 13 passage that says, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus. Um, not thinking about how we gratify our fleshly desires and that, that putting on, um, Again, the intentionality of it, uh, coming back to your idea of, of defending yourself, um, I, I think of the, God's uh, directive to us is to put on humility. It's, a, it's a, a participation that we do. We don't just passively lay there and do nothing. We actually get to participate, this living, this life of Christ within us. Is an act of participation, our spirit with his spirit, impacting my soul and impacting what flows out uh, the, the fruit that you see coming out of my body.
2: I love that you that you brought up the active um, part of it because a lot of times it's receiving it. And, and sometimes it's so hard for us just to receive it, um, just to open up our hands, you know, and just take the manna every day that that he offers. Um, and, and that sometimes is, is hard for people that I see in the office. It, it's they know and they believe, but it's a problem of receiving the gift. Mm-hmm.
1: Right That humility is just hard to come by when you're trying to prove yourself strong and capable and you and to really admit we need God. It is really a humbling thing, but it's a necessary thing so then we can live to our to the fullness of who we are in Christ, and and I think about uh, the unbeliever, they don't have the choice to live according to the Spirit, because as Michelle was talking about, you know, our Spirit is is managed to join with Christ, but as believers, we have that choice always, always, always. We can we can choose to walk in the truth of of who He is and who He is in, in and through us. And so it's just an amazing opportunity that we have as his children, his followers, to walk in that newness of life. Yeah, I love John 10, 10, that, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the
2: thief comes to steal and destroy, but I have come that they may have life and have it abundantly. And that's what I think of when I think of walking free is that that abundant
3: life that comes from him and through him. Mm hmm. I think sometimes the starting place, and I think of my own journey physically of getting back to walking, there were many weeks um, I couldn't walk. And there was a season that I had to just sit and be still mm-hmm. and, and wait for the bones to heal. And um, I think there sometimes, and we see this a lot in counseling office where people have come in with such traumas, with such heartaches mm-hmm. And there's a season before they they start walking, of mm-hmm. mending of the heart, mending of the bones, um, receiving these truths, and uh, and and honestly, sometimes people come in and and they hear these words, the 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 message of truth and grace, and, and they're ready to just run out and and walk it out and run it out. Um, but often it's, it's okay to take that season and dig into these areas that are wounded and that are hurt, that need to be pressed out, that need uh, the oil of God to be applied to them, that need those healing touches. And, uh, and sometimes there's a delay before we get to start walking. And that's okay. It's all part of the journey.
2: I love that. And it's okay. I heard a phrase one time, linger longer. But it's okay to linger there in those tough places because that's where you're, you know, developing that intimate um, relationship with God and he's healing those broken wounds and places in your heart.
3: Yeah. Sometimes we get so focused on the walking um, that we can turn the walking back into, I have got to do it. I've got to put the, you know, we put the pressure on ourselves to perform like the walking it out is performance and it's just the opposite. The walking comes from the resting. And if we're striving to walk, we've missed the whole point. We're missing it completely. And we do have to just stop. And like uh, Lori said, I love that. Um, Say it one more time about lingering, Lori. Linger longer. Linger Um, longer. Yeah, linger longer in those hard places
2: because that's where, you know, the relationship and the healing um, and the intimacy with God is going to happen.
1: Right, mm. we've heard that phrase "time heals wounds," but really, time heals clean wounds. And so, that being still and and again recognizing our need, we come to God and say, "Hey, I am in pain here. This really hurts. This is something painful for me, and I can't take care of. It. I can't fix it. I need you." And God, with His gentleness and kindness, you know, He cleans out that wound, and that takes time. We've all had you know cuts and bruises, if not major issues like you have Michelle that we wait for the you know God to clean that out and then he starts that healing process and I just his gentleness and kindness is what I love by his approach to all of our issues all of our woundedness all of our false beliefs all of our our trauma and struggles is his gentleness and kindness that we can experience in the middle of it
0: wow that that is good uh, this idea of Walking free means that we're really free to stop and to rest, and we're free to um, to take a detour if we need. We want to go over and play a little bit. We, it doesn't mean performance. Uh, it means we're actually walking free. Uh, we're free from all those obligations and free from those expectations and free from uh, all of the pressure that we tend to put on ourselves, especially if we're. Uh, in a place where we're healing from various wounds uh, and trauma. And it's okay to just stop and let it heal so we're able to walk again and give ourselves a break To I tell people all the time, give yourself a break. Give yourself a break. Uh, that's what we need. I There's a passage on this idea where we started this part of the conversation on what does it really mean when we talk about uh, God living his life through me. And I love Romans 8. Uh, A lot of folks, we use Romans 8 in a very uh, application way. Hey, don't walk after the flesh in the old fleshly ways, walk after the spirit. But I really think Romans 8 is giving these two ideas around, you're either in the flesh or in the spirit. You're either in Adam or in Christ, You're either you haven't believed yet or you have believed. And, this uh, idea in Romans 8 says uh, starting in verse 9 says however you are not in the flesh but in the spirit if indeed the spirit of God dwells in you you know if you receive Christ the spirit of God dwells in you but if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ well he doesn't belong to him if Christ is in you though the body is dead because of sin and again the body's not evil but it's Uh, just dead because of sin, and it is dying and will die and disintegrate, yet the Spirit is alive. The Spirit in you, that new Spirit that uh, was raised up, your old Spirit crucified, raised up a brand new Spirit, and joined with the Holy Spirit, yet the Spirit is alive because of righteousness. And here's... The verse, verse 11, but if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. It's his spirit in us joined with our spirit that is expressing life. And as Laurie said, expressing the fruit of the spirit through us expressing love through us expressing kindness through us expressing the self control through us and that's what it's all about that's what it looks like you know in fact if we get to a practical sense or just that, that practical idea what does it look like to you when 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 someone is walking free um what does it look like when you're looking at that person?
3: Well, Vernon, one, one thing that comes to mind from what you are sharing is, uh, I love this way of saying it, is that Jesus didn't come to make bad people good. He came to make dead people alive. Mm. And what does it look like for someone to be alive spiritually? It's a starting point it is the initiator that the Spirit of God in union with our spirits is the starting place for everything that flows out of me um, it's not me trying to muster up some love or trying to muster up some patience um, it is it is coming from that spirit place within it within me. But my live spirit is in union with the spirit of Christ. The very spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is now dwelling inside of me. This was the whole thing that Jesus came to do was so that he could tabernacle within us, that his life could be infused with our life. And so if I have that external focus, I will trip up every time. I have to start with the internal focus from coming from the spirit place. And so what you see, what that looks like in someone's life, it's going to be different in every circumstance. When Jesus showed up on planet Earth, he had something different to say to, to, to everyone. It wasn't just a formula that he used. He lived by his spirit. And so now what it looks like is a unique application to whatever situation I find myself for me, it's in physical therapy these days. Um, it's what flows out of me um, when I'm teaching my body to walk again. For you guys um, that are actively counseling and teaching and doing all the ministry, not even that, just out living life, playing with the grandkids, um, you know, walking the dog, it's bumping into neighbors. It's dealing with the people that we rub shoulders with and letting that love, that life flow through us. Um, not me trying to figure it out. Not me trying to act as if I love them, but authentically be in touch with the love inside of me and letting it flow through me.
1: I love that, Michelle. That's so encouraging because what it looks like for me a lot of times is, especially in my my journey of growth and maturing into these truths, my mind used to be filled with, okay, what do I need to do to be acceptable? What do I need to do to make sure somebody likes me? What do I need to do to make sure I look smart enough? What do I need to not do so nobody will think this of me? And my mind was swirling with how to go about doing this life and looking like this good Christian. So I'm always trying to figure stuff out, you know. And then, and I know God was always talking to me because that's what He does. He speaks into our hearts all the time through that spirit that you're talking about. And when I started learning, again, that it wasn't my job to figure out how to do life, that it was God's, jo- God's job to show me and guide me and, and lead me in it. Then I started thinking more about what He said versus what I needed to do. I started thinking more about who He, he says I am and started receiving that, as Lord was telling us, and not trying to manufacture it. And so my mind started getting a little more restful and peaceful. It wasn't swirling you know, looking for answers, and I all of a sudden realized, whoa, that freed up some space to hear from God. And uh, so it's been an amazing thing, because I, I think we're wired to self-protect and, and not look stupid and, and look smart and to be capable. But, you know, and I love that verse in 2 Corinthians 3, where it says, He is my adequacy. And when I read that, I said, oh, whew, what a relief because when I'm trusting him for my adequacy, I'm free to live and I uh, feel more content and at peace when I'm remembering that.
0: Mm. Lori, what do you think?
1: I love that.
2: Um, I love that Pam a lot. I think that, that for me, um, I resonate a lot with what Pam said, but it's knowing that I don't have to have all the answers all the time. And that when I'm feeling overwhelmed, that God is going to plan my day for me um, and know that, wow, I can look at my calendar and think that's a busy day. I don't I don't know how I'm going to get through this day. But I know that that he's in charge of my schedule and I know that I can rest in knowing that um, that that he's in control and I can just give up that control, you know, that that I have. Um, and every day it's an expression of his love and his his presence in my life. Um, and just knowing that I don't have to have all the answers, like I said, um, and, and I don't have to overthink it, um, that that he is my adequacy. I love that, Pam. He is my adequacy and, and he's in control and, and he's in, in all of the tiny details of my life. Um, it's just a matter of, of for me recognizing that. And, and given the control over to him and not myself
1: right you know those times when you're trying to remember something you're racking your brain to try and try and try and remember something you just can't do it you just can't do it when you finally relax and say you know what I can't remember it'll come later and bam mm-hmm. that's what I'm talking about because he he gives us those answers when we need them it's not that we're that passive we listen but we just don't have to drum it up. So I I just love that that he does guide us. He does give us answers. It's not like we're, you know, just whatever, God, I'm just going to sit here and, you know, twiddle my thumbs. Our feet are still moving. Our brain is still active. We're just not stressing out and trying to figure it all out. So we're very, as Michelle said earlier, we actively, very actively participate with him. Um, So it's a beautiful thing.
0: Hey, for me, it's very much, uh, Walking free is being free to say no. As you were all saying, I don't have to I don't have to please everybody. Uh, I'm free to say no and I'm free to have fun. Uh, it's okay to have fun. Fun is good. Uh, I don't have to be productive 24/7, which you know, and I enjoy, and that actually is fun for me, but I'm free to have what most normal people would call fun. and that's okay. That's a good thing. Uh, I'm free to say no, free to have fun. I'm free because God has no other expectation of my performance and no other expectation except for me to rest in Him. That's that's the expectation. And uh, as we're coming up on the uh, on the half hour, uh, I think we'll just stop here and we're going to continue. Uh, and have some more conversation with these incredible ladies uh, in uh, another episode. But uh, I'd like to end it there, that um, as we just have talked a little bit about this idea of what walking free looks like. And I hope it has been encouraging to you. And as I like to say, uh, as you think and ask the Lord how he can use this Uh, and these uh, ideas and this conversation in your life, I think it's time that we just stop talking and start walking. You've been listening to Walking Free, a production of Grace Ministries International in Marietta, Georgia. For more information, go to our website at gment.org. That's gment.org.